Great. Hi there, everyone. Happy New Year um, from me too. Uh, my name's Mark. I'm on the, on the staff here. And I've, I've just uh, been thinking, kind of, the New Year, and especially New Year's Day, can be a time for all sorts of things, can't it? Um, for some, um, it's a day uh, to have a lion. That was one of the reasons why we had this service at four o'clock, um, to make sure everybody who, who, who wants a lion on New Year's Day gets it. Um, for some, it's a long walk. Some of you may have squeezed one of those in, although it was a pretty miserable one, if it kept on raining all, all, all afternoon, as it seems to have done. Uh, for me, um, New Year's Day always holds one particular thing, at least over the last few years, um, which is it is the day to watch the final of World's Strongest Man. I'm a big uh, fan of um, World's Strongest Man. Um, The final is on 7 o'clock tonight, Channel 5. Um, So, uh, And and here's why I love it. Here are a few reasons. First of all, um, because you get to see truck pulling. How awesome to see mighty men um, pulling trucks. They'll be doing that tonight. Um, uh, You also get to see massive deadlifts. Um, There's Brian Shaw, um, the winner from last year, um, lifting up massive, massive weights. And if you go on to the next one, if over the last year, um, there's been a historic moment with a guy called Eddie Hall, who has broken the half-ton barrier. That's Eddie Hall at the World Deadlift Championships, um, lifting 500 um, kilograms in one deadlift. And then, and then perhaps one of my favourite things as, as well is just when you get commentators shaking hands with some of these strong men. If you just look at the... Like it, lo- it looks like a sort of chicken leg, doesn't it? Um, next to Ter- Terry Hollins. But by the way, if any of you want um, tips for pulling trucks, that guy on the left, Terry Hollins, has a blog and he'll give you all sorts of tips for how you can pull trucks, uh, trucks better. But world's strongest man, that's one thing about New Year. Um, another thing, as we've been saying, it, it can be a time for resolutions. And I'd just love to suggest one great resolution for anyone here who would say that they're kind of an inquirer at the moment. They're asking questions. And I would encourage you to make, um, to make your primary New Year's resolution um, a resolve to find answers um, to your questions and to not be distracted um, from that quest. Um, sometimes I find it helpful to, uh, uh, certainly in my experience, there have been two kinds of agnostics. There's the ostrich who kind of sees the questions, but then um, either intentionally or just um, because they get distracted by other things, puts their head in the sand. They, they forget those questions, leave them behind and leave the big questions of life, the ultimate questions, unanswered. Um, but then there's the other type. There's the honest um, seeker like that, that little man. It's, it's never too, it's never too um, early to start being an honest seeker and, and so, someone who knows how big the questions are and looks for answers. So um, this happened to someone, someone I heard of last year. My friend who is a college um, chaplain up in Cambridge, he told me how one year ago um, one of the students in his college made a New Year's resolution to explore Christianity. That was the, um, the resolution and, um, and to see if it could answer his questions. He, he went to, uh, to college that term and found out that the, the chaplain, my friend, was running a Christianity Explored course. It was as if God had set something up um, especially for him. Um, so he did that Christianity Explored course, and he found, to his surprise, that Christianity did have answers to the questions he was most asking, and he was baptised um, last summer. That all came out of, out of one um, New Year's resolution and, uh, and the desire to be an honest um, seeker. Uh, one way you could explore things here will be in the big questions evenings that are coming up later in January, and first one's on Monday the 23rd of January, looking at d- d- how different people answer the question of what's the meaning of life. Um, but finally, um, the, a new year can be also be time for a team talk. A team talk. So for many sports teams, um, this is a time to review. Um, who, who knows who's top of the Premier League at the moment? Chelsea. Chelsea are top at the moment. Okay, and if Chelsea are going to go on to win the Premier League from now, they, they've got off to a good start. But if they're going to win it, they need to do two things. They need to look back and look forward. Um, so they need to look back and learn any lessons from the last five months. 
um, make sure they learn from those things. But they also need to look forward. They need to work out what the right approach and the right mindset will be um, for the second half of the season. And if God were giving us a team talk today, um, he'd have, have us do the same. He'd have us look back and uh, look forward. Um, so I'm calling um, this, uh, this talk today um, a New Year's Day team talk. And here's my coach's cap, um, just to, to help us remember that's, that's what it is. Okay, and it's got five quick points and five um, practical exercises um, that go with each one. And I'm wondering if I could have a few young volunteers um, who could come. I've got five exercises, the little card um, for all of the adults here. Um, Quinn, would you be able to organise maybe some little ones? I don't know if your little ones would be up for that. Um, And uh, you've got a card with five exercises for the coming week um, for all of the grown-ups. So if some little ones can help give them out to all of the uh, grown-ups, feel free to, to run around the church and do that. I might need a few, a few to help. Thank you very, very much. Okay, you get to go all, all the way around the church. Thank you, thank you. Yes, more helpers. Brilliant, brilliant. Thank you. Okay, um, so, so five, um, f- five points and five exercises. So first of all, looking backwards. Looking backwards. There are at least two things that God's Word tells us um, to do looking backwards. The first one is, is to give thanks. The second one is to reflect. So um, give thanks and reflect. The first Christmas of course, was a great time of praise and thanksgiving. And the Bible says that thanksgiving is really important in the Christian life too. Okay, and, and this verse up on the screen from 1 Thessalonians um, is one of the places where it tells us, um, t- tells us that. So c- can we all say this together? Um, one, two, three. Give thanks in all circumstances. Say it again. Give thanks in all circumstances. And next slide. Okay, and just to check, you've got the details. Um, it, it's give Give thanks in what circumstances? In all circumstances, the Bible says. So we may give presents once or twice a year, but God calls us to give thanks all times of the year, in all circumstances. And like Quinn said, for for some people, it's going to have been a hard year. And, And so that may seem like a hard thing to do, to look back and to give thanks. But actually, it can be especially helpful when you've been through a tough, tough season to look back and give thanks to remember and to realise who God has put in your life to help you through. Often when I've, I've been through difficult times, I can still thank God for so many people who have been there with me in those times. So, so it's, a, it's a time to look back and give thanks. The second, it's time to uh, reflect on what we've been learning. So one of the few things that the Bible tells us that we heard in that reading from Luke chapter 2 about the child Jesus is that he grew in wisdom. We're told, in fact, in fact, we're told that twice um, in Luke chapter 2, that Jesus was filled with wisdom and grew in wisdom. And God's word tells us also to grow in wisdom. And one of the ways we, we do that is by reflecting on what we've learned. Um, so here are the two looking back exercises. I'd encourage you to do one per day for the rest of the week. Um, the giving thanks exercise, write a list, sit, take a bit of time and write down a list of 10 things or people from the past year who you want to thank God for. And then um, the next day, write down three lessons that you've learned from the past year. Those are the looking back um, things. And we, of course, we take that into the new year. For, for me, two of the things um, that I've been alert to learning are um, to, to, to know what fills and drains my tank. That's one of the basic lessons that I've had to learn over the last year, to know what fills me, to know what drains me. And so to, 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 to work my patterns and rhythms um, in the light of that. Another one is to get my expectations right when it comes to Christian ministry. If we don't get our expectations right, we'll be taken, uh, we'll be taken by surprise in all sorts of ways. Um, but the Bible t- tells us how we can get our expectations clear and know what's coming. 
Okay, well, what about looking forward? Well, in the reading earlier, we heard about this guy, Simeon, a righteous and devout man who had the privilege of being one of the first people to realize that the coming king had finally come. And Simeon um, points us to three things that are going to help us as we look forward to the coming year. And conveniently, um, they've, got the, uh, they've got the same acronym as World's Strongest Man. So they begin WSM, um, just to help you remember uh, what to take into the coming year. And the first one is to keep warming. To keep warming. What do I mean by that? To keep warming your heart. So verse 25 says that Simeon had been waiting for the consolation of Israel. That is, he had been waiting for real comfort, for the deepest and most unshakable kind of comfort that really warms the heart. And he realized that that had come with Jesus Christ. Next slide. Uh, And next one again. Um, And so it says, when he realized this, he was full of praise, verse 28. And then verse 29, he realized that now he could depart in peace. As Paul said in our carol service, the one thing on his bucket list he had completed. Consolation had come. Real comfort had come. Christians know the greatest comfort that it is possible to know. The comfort of forgiveness from God and the promise of eternal life. And it's that comfort, but only that comfort that can keep us going through all of the circumstances of life, through everything that this year is going to throw at us. And it's also a comfort, comfort that makes us strong, that gives us power to do God's work. Without God's comfort, our hearts grow cold and hard. And we end up having no strength to live for God. But when God's comfort is continually flowing into our hearts, they stay warm and strong. And we can do even the most challenging things that God calls us to do. So keep warming your heart. And here's an exercise to go with this. Write down your biggest personal challenge that you're aware of at the moment. And then identify what specific comfort or encouragement the gospel speaks into that. Because the Christian message is good news in all situations. If you need a bit of help, do ask a Christian friend on that one. Um, So keep warming your heart. Second one, keep munching. Keep munching. That is keep well-fed spiritually. One of the things I love about World's Strongest Men um, is that they need to eat properly um, to do what they do. Um, But when it comes to World's Strongest Men, eating properly, well, for Brian Shaw, last year's winner, it means eating, and that's not him, actually, that's Eddie um, Hall eating the biggest burger probably in the world. Um, But Brian Shaw eats six meals a day, 10,000 calories, and for breakfast alone, he has 10 scrambled eggs, okay? So he needs to be fed properly for what he does, and so do Christians. Um, We need to eat properly by having God's word as our spiritual food. So Jesus called it our daily bread. We need to daily munch on God's word. Simeon was a man of God's word. And Anna, um, who's also in that passage, was the same. And I love that Bear Grylls is also a man of God's word. Uh, Next next slide. So um, he just tweeted that he's read the whole Bible in the past year. And he says he's learned two great things. I am a great sinner and Christ is a great redeemer. So keep munching, and, uh, and the exercise that goes with this one is to, is to write down your daily workable, and it's got to be workable, your workable Bible reading pattern for the coming, coming year. So take one day and just write down the details of what that's going to be so that you can keep nourished. And then final one, keep shining, keep shining. The purpose of the world's strongest man is to lift heavy things. The purpose of Christians is to shine in a dark world, to shine in a dark world. How do we do that? Well, Simeon explains that Jesus hasn't just come to bring comfort to us, but to be a light to all people. That's what the word Gentiles means, all of the nations. Jesus has come to be a light 
to all people. And so Christians are called to light up the world, to get that light out there by bringing the light of Jesus to other people. Because Jesus and Jesus alone dispels the darkness and the confusion and the despair that are in the lives of so many people we know. And in fact, Christmas can often be a time when that's sort of just dug up again, isn't it? Many of us enjoyed the fireworks um, last night. But one of the things that's a shame about the fireworks is that we only see them twice a year. We see great um, firework displays just occasionally. But Christians are called to light fireworks every day. To light fireworks every day by pointing people in word and deed to the light of Jesus. We're called to light up the world. And we need to keep shining. So, uh, and the, uh, the, the exercise that goes with that one is to write down the opportunities we have personally to introduce people to Jesus in the coming months and then turn that into a to-do, into a to-do list. So all of those five um, uh, exercises are, are there on those cards. I encourage you to tick one off um, every day. That will be a great way. Um, th- that's the end of the team talk. That will be a great way um, to start off the year. Um, but as, as we look ahead, WSM, World's Strongest Man, keep warming your heart with the comfort of the gospel, keep munching on God's word, keep shining, and you will have a very purposeful and fruitful year in God's service. And so what we're going to do now, and we only do this occasionally, but we're going to have an all-age time of communion in a moment, and what this is really about, again, connects with what I've just been talking about, is about celebrating the greatest comfort that there is in the world, the greatest comfort, the comfort of the forgiveness of sins, having a saviour who died for our sins completely. I'll explain a bit more of the details of how we do this in a minute, um, but we're going to begin by, um, by, by saying some prayers together. Can you inv- I invite you all to stand and to read, um, say, say aloud the words in yellow um, if you're able to. The Lord is here. His spirit is with us. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. It is right to praise you, Father, Lord of all creation. In your love, you made us for yourself. When we turned away, you did not reject us, but came to meet us in your Son. You embraced us as your children and welcomed us to sit and eat with you. In Christ, you shared our life, that we might live in him and he in us. He opened his arms of love upon the cross and made for all the perfect sacrifice for sin. On the night he was betrayed, at supper with his friends, he took bread and gave you thanks. He broke the bread and gave you thanks and gave it to them, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, we do this in remembrance of him. His body is the bread of life. At the end of supper, taking the cup of wine, he gave you thanks and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, we do this in remembrance of him. His blood is shed for all. As we proclaim his death and celebrate his rising in glory, send your Holy Spirit that this bread and this wine may be to us the body and blood of your dear Son. As we eat and drink these holy gifts, make us one in Christ, our risen Lord. With your whole church throughout the world, we offer you this sacrifice of praise and lift our voice to join the eternal song of heaven. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. And we'll say the Lord's Prayer together. And one of the petitions in the Lord's Prayer is, is forgive us our sins 
And let's just take one. Let's just take one moment. And if, if there's anything, any, any particular way that you've um, that, that you've sinned in the past week, or you, what way that we've fallen short of God's purposes for us, let's just confess that in the silence of our own hearts, or as silent as it can be in this moment. Let's do that. And let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen.